This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We've been talking to the candidates for the leadership of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario since the race began. Today, we have a chance to hear from Caroline Mulrooney. Her background is in business and in law, and she started a charity. She is a mother of four and, of course, the daughter of a former prime minister. She has been hailed as just the kind of fresh face the party needs and also criticized for a lack of political experience. And now we have a chance to hear from her. Caroline Mulrooney, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Libby. I'm very happy to be on your show and have the opportunity to talk about the leadership race. Okay, well, first of all, so you have been under this extremely intense scrutiny for a couple of weeks now. How's it going? (laughs) It's going great. The race is certainly accelerated relative to other leadership races, but it's, it's terrific. The energy on my team is uh, is 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 great. We are we're building support every day, and uh, and we're having a lot of fun while we're doing it. And and how do you handle uh, the criticism that you don't have enough experience? Well, uh, Kathleen Wynne has a lot of political experience, and I believe, and I know that a lot of Ontarians believe that it's political experience that's gotten us into the mess that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so, why are you the best person? Well, I mean, Ontarians, we need in Ontario a change in leadership. And the PC party has an opportunity now to to provide a fresh face, um, somebody who can speak to what we need to do to fix the province, but also uh, what we could do for the future. Uh, I'm a mother of four kids. I love raising my children here. Uh, but I know that we can do better. Ontario should be a place of prosperity where businesses want to come and, and, and create jobs. So I can speak to the fact, all the things that we need to do to get Ontario back on track, but also I, I can speak to what we should be doing for the future. And, and uh, do you have some specifics? Well, the first thing we need to do uh, in terms of getting Ontario back on track is we've got to make life more affordable. Uh, we've got to cut taxes and get hydro bills under control. Uh, and for the future, these are conversations that we need to start having with business and um, and with tech- companies in the technology sector because the economy is changing. Um, for too long, businesses in Ontario have felt as though they're not partners with government, that government has been working against them. And so one of the first things I would do is start working cooperatively with business to see what their challenges are and what they need, what, what kind of changes they need to see from a policy perspective to make sure that they can grow in the way that they want so that we have jobs in the future. And we've got to think critically about what those jobs look like because, as you know, Libby, the economy is changing faster than anyone could have expected. Um, I can't. I can barely keep up with some of the technology that I see um, with, uh, with my, my younger siblings and my children. And so... Uh, so we've got to think really critically about what this economy is going to look like in 15 years. We've got to train students today 
for the jobs that will exist then. And we have to think about what those jobs will look like and what our economy needs to be able to to meet those challenges. Okay, I'd, I'd like to touch on uh, the carbon tax. Uh, you and the other candidates are saying that you would not put in a carbon tax. Uh, but here's the thing. If the province doesn't do it, the federal government will. And if the federal government does it, then the federal government will decide if when and with what restrictions that money flows back to Ontario. So how uh, does that become a good thing for the people of Ontario? Well, more taxes for the people of Ontario is not a good thing. Right, but we're going to get those taxes one way or another. Well, we're going to do our best, Libby, to make sure that we don't. And um, we're just not going to accept it just because they've decided that this is a policy they'd like to see across the provinces. As you know, other governments across this country are not happy with this. They've been looking into legal options. Uh, We are going to look into the the legal options and the ways in which we can oppose it because uh, the job of the Premier of Ontario is to look out for for the people of Ontario. And uh, and so that's what I intend to do. Uh, That carbon tax uh, was supposed to pay for some of the things in your platform, notably some some tax cuts. Uh, You and the other candidates are all saying, uh, don't worry, you'll find uh, the money inefficiencies. And a lot of uh, people, PC voters, they want specifics on that. I mean, you know, anybody can say, of course, there's waste, we'll find efficiencies. So do you have any clear idea about where you're going to make up that money? Well, we... Like the other candidates, and like most people in Ontario, um, I know that this Liberal government has been excellent at wasting our money. So uh, so we've got to take a hard look at the spending. Uh, the Auditor General looked at only 14 programs out of more than 100 government programs recently and found a billion dollars of waste. And the Fraser Institute reported just last week that this government is increasing pre-election spending by $7 billion dollars. So, Libby, I, I think that we're going to just take a hard look at it, and it's not going to be hard to find waste and ways to put money back in people's pockets. It's what people want us to do, and it's what we will do. Well, I mean, you know, one of the things, of course, a huge issue here is energy. Uh, you mentioned that over the weekend, uh, but nobody has seen those contracts, and it's not at all clear that any uh, future government will be able to get out of those contracts. Well, you raise, uh, you raise a, a, an important point. Uh, the Liberals have made a real mess of, our, um, of the hydro system with, this, with the green energy contract that they signed. And a lot of it is opaque. It's hard to understand. Um, but we do know that the result of uh, signing, the signing of these contracts has increased uh, the average annual hydro bill for Ontarians by $1,000 since they took office. And so we... It's going to start with looking at those contracts and trying to find a way, making sure that we can find a way to fix the structural problem that the Liberals have created, because it's unacceptable that a lot of Ontarians are living in energy poverty and that some people are choosing between um, having to turn the lights on in their homes or put food on their table. So you, you hit the nail on the head. This is a big problem, and it's something that we are going to start focusing on day one. Uh- 
The other day, um, again, all the candidates have uh, come out and said that uh, they will take another look or repeal the sex education uh, program. And uh, that's kind of different. What was there beforehand, uh, you know, the, the party had been moving to the center uh, because I guess the province is, is pretty centrist. So um, is this uh, an appeal to your social conservative voters in the party or, uh, you know, how do you think that'll play in the province as a whole? Uh, you know, as a mother of four kids, I, I believe that parents absolutely have to have a strong voice in how their children are educated. Uh, it's important to me, it's important to my husband, um, and it's important for families across this province. And one of the things that was so infuriating for parents is when, when the Liberals changed the curriculum, parents were not adequately consulted. So any changes made to the curriculum while I'm Premier will absolutely involve real consultation with parents, not just bureaucrats. Uh, but uh, as I've said, I won't be undoing any of the changes that have already been made. We have uh, an election to fight, and we're going to move forward united on this. Mm-hmm. So you, you, are, you are not going to undo the sex ed platform? No, but going forward, any other changes proposed to the curriculum will be done with consultation with parents. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you feel about the rest of the platform? Uh, do you agree with this kind of centrist take on progressive conservatism in Ontario? As the only uh, only nominated candidate in this leadership race, I've been uh, knocking on doors with the People's Guarantee now for months. And uh, there's a lot in it. And I can tell you, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners will agree, that a lot of it resonates with people. Um, big tax cuts for the middle class, lowering hydro by 12%, a huge rebate, 75% of child care costs up to $9,000 for children under age six. Um, those are meaningful changes uh, for families. And also the largest uh, investment in mental health care in Canadian provincial history. So there is so much there that's great, that appeals to conservative voters, that appeals to voters in Ontario in general. So I'm very excited about it. And I know how important it is to Ontarians because I'm the only one who's actually been out there talking about this with voters. Um, okay, um, I want to ask you about some of the mechanics of the race because um, uh, here uh, we have a lot of people, we have a, a somewhat older demographic uh, who are basically saying that the the online voting is too complicated for them. Uh, there are also problems with actually even signing up because uh, it, it's apparently taking a long time to get confirmation of memberships. Do you have any plan to deal with that, or, or does that actually advantage you because you're a younger candidate, and presumably if your supporters are younger, they're a little more computer savvy? No, not at all. Um, we have to make sure that this process is open and that everyone feels like they can access it in, 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 in a way that they're comfortable. So, um, so it's not about advan- being more advantageous for one one um, candidate over the other. Uh, I, I know that this is something that the party is focused on, and I believe that there's a hotline number to help uh, people who are not as comfortable with online voting. Uh, and on my team and my campaign has been actively working on this, trying to find ways to make sure that people, uh, we've got volunteers 
on the ground working with members who um, who have already identified that this is a challenge and then also seeking out those who, who may not have thought about it yet, but we want to be there ready to help them vote because it is essential that anybody who wants to vote feels like they can and, and has the tools to do that. So we're working actively on that, Libby. It's, uh, it's very important to this campaign. And, and so what are you planning to send people around with laptops? I've heard that or, or anything specific? Yeah, there are workshops that they can do. Um, you know, we're trying to make sure that families can come together so that some of the younger members of the family can work with some of those who may be may be challenged. I know that if my parents had to vote in this, I would have to help them. So, uh, you know, so so it's something that's that, interesting. Uh, pardon? I said that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad's almost eighty, so uh, so I don't know that online voting is something he would necessarily be comfortable with. So. It's something that we've been thinking about and working on, and I think we can. One of our one of our approaches is to this is to make sure that families uh, can can work together. Okay, well, uh, that's the breaking news out of this. Uh, Caroline would have to help uh, Brian vote online. Um, Caroline Mulrooney, uh, thank you very much for being with us, and uh, we hope to talk to you again before the race is over. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Libby. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Uh, there you have it. Caroline Mulrooney. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, more about the race for the PC leadership. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.